This is Napkin Scribbles, a podcast by Arthur and Professor Leonard Sweet. Today's Napkin Scribble is sponsored by Portland Seminary of George Fox University. For more information, join them on the web at portlandseminary.org. Now here's Leonard Sweet. I bet this is a word you haven't heard before in a theological dictionary. In fact, you can't find it in many theological dictionaries and in theological concordances or even in theological companions to the Bible. But I believe it's one of the most important words, theological words for the 21st century. And that word is adiaphora, a theology of indifference. You heard it right. A theology of indifference. George Whitfield traveled 13 times across the Atlantic to ignite the Great Awakening. And most scholars believe you don't have an American Revolution without the Great Awakening, and you don't have a Great Awakening without George Whitfield. Even though George Whit- Whitfield was a Calvinist, and he had major theological disagreements and differences with John Wesley, he made sure that these disputes and differences did not interfere with each other's preaching of the gospel. And after Wesley died at 88, Whitfield was asked uh, if he thought he would see Wesley in heaven. No, Whitfield responded, I fear not, for he will be so near the eternal throne, and we at such a distance, we shall hardly get sight of him. If only the church's preachers and prophets had such a spirit today. This term, adiaphora, is one that we need to remember and reuse. In a world where everything and everyone is heavily politicized, adiaphora depoliticizes doctrine from within the faith and enables us to talk to one another as brother and sister Christians. The basic translation of this Latin phrase which is a a translation of a Greek term, is things indifferent. In regards to faith, adiaphora defines those matters not regarded as essential to faith, but nevertheless permissible for Christians or allowed in church. And that understanding goes by the word adiaphora. Now, to be sure, in matters of faith, some things definitely and definitively matter. In 1548, two years after Martin Luther's death, Charles V tried to reunite Catholics and Protestants with a declaration called the Augsburg Interim. The document was rejected by Protestant leader Philip Melanchthon because it failed to recognize justification by faith as an indisputed point. Later in 1548, another version of compromise, the Leipzig Interim, was accepted by Melanchthon, And he approved the renewed emphasis on justification by faith, despite the fact that there were still many, many differences between Catholics and Protestants. And Melanchthon called all these other differences on worship and on music and on liturgy, this word adiaphora, things indifferent to the essence of faith. In other words, some things are written in pencil, but some things are written in ink. Some things are written in stone, And for all of us, it takes a lifetime of faithfulness and learning, compassion and humility, prayer and meditation to figure out that harmony of pencil, ink, and stone. Here are Luther's words 
images, bells, Eucharistic vestments, church ornaments, altar lights. I regard all these things as things indifferent. Adiaphora. Anyone who wishes may omit them. Images or pictures taken from the scriptures and from good histories, however, I consider very useful, yet indifferent and optional. I have no sympathy with the iconoclasts. In other words, those who are saying that it wasn't indifferent, but it was essential to faith. The focus of our faithfulness should be on bringing everyone we can to the table. And it is written in stone never to make our own pencils and pens to cause one of them to fall. We celebrate difference, but Adiaphora teaches us to celebrate indifference when rites, rituals, rules are indifferent to salvation. I, I talk about it in another napkin scribbles. My brother, John the Calvinist, and Len the Wesleyan. Two brothers, Basil, Bishop of Caesarea, and his younger brother, Gregory, Bishop of Nyssa, two Cappadocian fathers, had big disagreements with each other, but they loved each other, and they saw the differences between them as Adiaphora. Adiaphora means we can not let others live their lives to the detriment of our own. Adiaphora means real is not only what happens to you. Real is not only what happens to you physically and personally. Real is what happens to your companions in the faith and connections in the community. Adiaphora means why can't we give people a long leash to follow Jesus and let him lead them where he's leading them? Adiaphora means Everything is permissible for me, but not everything is beneficial. Everything is permissible for me, but not everything is constructive. Everything is permissible for me, but I will not be mastered by anything. This is 1 Corinthians 6.12, 1 Corinthians 10.23, 1 Corinthians 6.12 again. Adiaphora means we learn what is written in ink, what's written in pencil, and what's written in stone. And we use all three. Adiaphora means all doctrines of the atonement have something to contribute to an understanding of what happened at Calvary. In fact, the true story of the cross cannot be told without all of these doctrines of the atonement, as a diamond cannot be truly seen without all facets of the diamond in view. At the cross, a ransom was paid, a sacrifice offered, a will obeyed, a prophecy fulfilled, a covenant established, a victory won, a love exemplified, a relationship restored. Why isn't the atonement all of these things? Adiaphora means theological debate is not a tempest in a teapot. Living faith is not a tea party, but it's not mortal combat either. It's a tourney that takes place on a journey that we're all on together. Adiaphora means we don't have to see eye to eye to walk hand in hand. Adiaphora means every person you meet this day is hurting deep inside from something. Go gentle into this good day. Show some adiaphora. Daniel's father died in 2012. His mother in 2021. His mother wanted blue carnations at the wedding, but the Lutheran pastor said no. Blue was not a natural color. It was not part of the liturgical tradition. So the colors on the altar could not be blue carnations. For him, blue carnations were anathema, not adiaphora. But for the rest of their marriage, on anniversaries and birthdays, they celebrated with blue carnations. When he died in 2012, Dan and his mother were getting ready for the memorial service. 
And looking at all the flower arrangements that have been sent in, there was one flower arrangement of blue carnations. As they were sitting in the pew, Dan's mother asked the kids which one of them had sent that. They all denied doing it. So after the service, they snuck up to the flowers. And they found a card to Dan's mother. And Dan still keeps a picture of this card he snapped that day on his iPhone. No one now knows how he did this except that he was a planner. But the card read on that blue carnation arrangement. I'll see you when you get here. Your loving husband. Thank you for listening to Napkin Scribbles. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with a friend today. Today's Napkin Scribbles was sponsored by Portland Seminary of George Fox University. For more information, join them on the web at portlandseminary.org. For Professor and Arthur Leonard Sweet, until next time, happy scratching and scribbling.